Okay, well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, as I may or may not have mentioned by this point, I'm not sure the order I'm going to post these. Um, basically, I'm just trying to do sort of a limited series of talks with people around the world to give other people an idea of what's happening, because obviously this is sort of a global thing. Um, and I also hopefully want people to be able to connect with each other around the world. So thank you much for joining me. Um, first and foremost, could you maybe just give a little introduction of yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Um, so my name is Randy. I have two travel websites. One is called Veggie Visa. It's a vegan lifestyle and travel website. And the other is called Just a Pack, which is a more general uh, travel website. Okay. Um, and so where are you right now in the world? So <laughs> I'm in Prague, Czech Republic. I actually live here. I've lived here for a couple of years. Um, thankfully, I'm like legal here. So being stuck here isn't really a problem. But yeah, like the borders are totally closed. I couldn't leave if I wanted to, I guess, unless there was some kind of emergency. I don't know. But yeah, um, but yeah that's where I am. and not going anywhere anytime soon. I think, uh, yeah, that's now it's so good. Um, I mean, I think we'll get, get into the details a little bit more, but in general, like, you feel like you're okay there? Like, you know, I mean, you say you're stuck, but it was with a lapse, so I guess it's not like... <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm really happy because, like, I okay. am not in this weird space of, like, applying for a new visa or anything like that. Like, everything is settled as far as that goes. Like, I'm not nervous about anything. The government yeah. is doing, like, a pretty good job here, I think. Um, and they're acting really quickly, which is kind of surprising for me to see since I'm from the States and our government <laughs> does not act at all <laughs> or act quickly at all. Uh, so, yeah, it's really impressive to see them, like, meeting and making decisions kind of the same day and moving everything along really quickly. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm also happy to be here because I have have health insurance and uh, like state health insurance so I know like if anything happened to me if I really got sick or whatever I would be taken care of so yes I am totally content here okay yeah I am um, like I've, I've had a few people asking me like why are you going home and I mean Mr. Trudeau was like every Canadian should come home like I think in the yeah. beginning of March maybe and I was sitting here in Vietnam like looking at our numbers and how things have been going and I was just like no, I think I'll, I'll stay here. Um, thankfully, like, yeah. I'm not house-sitting. I'm staying at my partner's place. And, like, I had planned on being here for three months. So my visa's good until, like, early June. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what the state of things will be by then. But, like, the government's already, at least this month, they're extending people's tourist visas and everything at least for a month. Because the understanding is that most people can't even go anywhere they want to and in some yeah. cases it's, it would put them in a worse situation so yeah. I mean similar to you I don't I don't have health care here but like if I did get sick it's relatively cheap um the testing I think is free and uh they have been putting people in quarantine facilities so that also is free like the the boarding and the food um I'm guessing it's not like you know a five-star resort uh <laughs> but they have actually they've offered the option for upgrades if you want to, oh. um, which is an interesting sort of help with the tourism industry, I think. Like, I'm not sure how it works, but you could, like, in the north, you could end up in, like, a resort if you wanted to be. You would just have to pay, like, a certain rate, which I haven't heard anywhere else doing that. But, um, yeah, so it's, I feel pretty good here, and that's why I wanted to check, because I, I figured you were probably feeling okay to be where you were. Um, so since you've been there for a while, what... What has changed? I mean, I know you mentioned in your blog that the first case was like last month. 
So I guess mm-hmm. maybe it's the last month or so that things have kind of really turned around or upside down yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, kind of life in general has changed a lot. <laughs> Obviously, I think almost everyone's dealing with it. But um, yeah, it's just gotten kind of <laughs> kind of lonely and eerie and weird, like going out with you know, not so many people on the street, like we're not supposed to be, you know, taking walks unless you are going actually to a park, whatever. We're supposed to be kind of self quarantining. Um, Mm -hmm. We're of course allowed to go like to the grocery store or to the pharmacy or whatever, but you're not really supposed to be socializing on the street. Uh, We're all supposed, we're all like mandated to wear masks. So I think that's something that's a little different than a lot of countries. Um, we can get fined pretty heavily if we're not wearing a mask in public, which that in and of itself is very strange. Like it, <laughs> it's so weird. I used to think I wanted to be a doctor, like, oh, I regret not going to medical school and becoming a doctor. But after mm. this experience of having to wear a mask, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm glad I don't work in this, um, in this field. But yeah, it's super weird. It, seems like a totally different like time period like something in the future where everyone's wearing masks because there's some massive threat but here we are like suddenly in our own Uh you know it's very strange um that said like in the last weekend people have i guess gotten a little tired of the quarantinings because uh, as i said to you before we started the call the the weather was really nice here and it warmed up so people were really kind of breaking the rules and going out to uh public spaces and you know having drinks on the sidewalk which is normal here um mm-hmm. not wearing masks as much as they should so yeah i think like i think people have kind of reached the point where they've had enough and <laughs> actually Yesterday, the government announced kind of a rollout plan to start reopening certain businesses from, I think, next, yeah, next week, they're going to start opening things like uh, farmer's markets and and some other other businesses all the way up until June 8th, I think, is when the last kind of rollout of opening museums and, you know, mass uh, gatherings and things like that allowed to Mm -hmm. take place. So it feels like we're kind of at the end of this very strict quarantine or the beginning of the end. But yeah, I'm not sure how it's gonna go because it also feels like a little early to start making these changes. So I wonder if yeah. in a few weeks we start seeing like this huge increase of, you know, cases of coronavirus. So we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, we, um, I can answer your question in one word, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think a lot of people could, could uh, relate to you with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, yeah. Um, yeah, we just got the decision came like, I don't know, maybe in the last couple of hours that they're extending the uh, not a lockdown lockdown in Ho Chi Minh City and uh, Hanoi and a few other places uh, within the country. So we're pretty much under like fairly strict social distancing. Um, mm-hmm. The mask thing, you know, may in most of Asia is not like a massive change. Um, there have... There have been some fights between people, mostly I think drunk people and the police. Um, not so much, at least the two cases I've read about in the news are not foreigners, they were locals, but they were just, I think they had been drinking and they just felt they were untouchable. And one of them ended up punching a police officer in the face. So now they're gonna possibly end up in prison. Um, there have definitely been fines. Hanoi has fined a fair number of people, I think. Um, 
but yeah, in general, like, you know, gatherings of no more than two people and a lot of establishments are closed. I'm, it's interesting that you said the farmer's markets, because here those are like very much still open, which is funny to me because I feel like if the situation was worse, like if we had more cases, mm -hmm. those would be the kind of places that like, just in general, I mean, there's 95 million people in this country. We're kind of all squished together. And mm -hmm. if it really did come in, I feel like it would just blow up because there's so many people on top of each other. And like, you know, you have all these markets and like, so just the general sort of cleanliness of everything isn't exactly like super strict. Um, yeah. So I'm happy that at least it seems like most of it's kind of been kept. Like when people, it's to the point now where when people come in, although pretty much the border's closed to everyone, I think now. Um, but for the last while, like if you flew in here or drove in here on a bus or whatever, you went to a quarantine facility for two weeks, like straight up. So mm -hmm. a lot of the new cases over the last couple of weeks have been like within facilities and stuff. They haven't been like sort of community pockets. So I think that's kind of helped. Um, but yeah, right now they, the decision was today. It was the first lockdown was only until today. So now we've got another week. I don't know what's going to happen after that. I suspect it'll be another week. And then, cause I, that's, I hadn't heard that there was, I mean, I haven't heard a lot about the Czech Republic, like I told you, but most of the places are still trying to figure out what the hell are we going to do when we say, okay, let's start going back. So it's interesting that yeah. they're like already kind of having a plan because a lot of places I'm hearing about are like, uh, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's, there have been a couple of reports um, from or about the minister of health here saying, basically we need to have herd immunity and then, I don't know, there's a little back and forth about, like, yeah. is this what the goal is of kind of rolling these, these things out, or do they really think it's safe for us to go back to, to, you know, normal life? So, I don't know. I think they may just be wanting us all to kind of be exposed to it. Um, otherwise, like, well, not just being exposed to it, but also, like, we can't continue to live in this kind of lockdown <laughs> situation, you know, because like small businesses are closed and even though the government has done a lot of things to help small businesses and people that have been out of work like you can't continue to you know to fund yeah. these kind of things so i think they're just trying to figure out like what the best route is um to take yeah yeah for sure um so in terms of that herd immunity thing i know um and i'm going to include a link to your blog post when i do put this up so people can kind of get you know, anything we don't touch on here, but um, you you mentioned that you had sort of a scare leading up, well, in, in this March sort of period when things were kind of yeah. getting uh, a little more heated, I guess. So can you kind of explain what happened there? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, obviously, it's been in the news for since January about coronavirus yeah. and what's going on, but we didn't really have any confirmed cases until March. And just when the first cases were coming in, I started to feel sick, but, uh, I wasn't, um, it wasn't the time period where they were actually testing people unless they had been to Italy or China or some other, you know, high risk country, or if they had yeah. been knowingly exposed to someone that had, uh, the virus. So I was in this weird place where I was obviously very sick. I was going to the doctor, even though I was like, oh, should I really come to the, like, how am I going to get to the doctor? I'm not going on the metro. And they were like, yeah. just 
take a taxi. It's fine. I'm like, are you sure it's okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, come in. So, so I went to the doctor and I had, you know, I had all the kind of symptoms that you are reading about, which the first night that I had them, it was pretty scary because it was very intense. Like my, at one point, my whole body was shaking because I just had like such uh, like chills and aches and pains. Uh And I was really kind of scared to go to sleep, you know, because of all the stories that I had read about. But anyway, I eventually went to the doctor and she was like, you definitely have some virus flu coronavirus. We don't know. We have no way of knowing which one it Uh is because we can't test you. I was like, awesome. That's great. So, and she's like, but you know, (laughs) she was like, you know, the cases here in this country have not really been uh, like as deadly or lethal or whatever as, as we're seeing in other places. So you should be fine. <laughs> take these medic, like take these medications, take these supplements, and just yeah. stay in bed for like a week or whatever. Come back if you don't feel better. Uh, actually, didn't feel better a week later. So um, I went back to her because I was also having some other um, like breathing problems, like pressure in my mm-hmm. chest, which I read about. You know, could be an issue or it could be a sign of having it. And I also worried because I have some like allergy asthma issues. So yeah. I was kind of like panicking. Oh my it's God. It's just all happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. I wish I just knew or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I went back to her and she's like, okay, well, now you have an uh, infection. So we're going to give you antibiotics. And once I got home, I started taking the antibiotics. And then I really just started getting better almost immediately. So thankfully, like, I'm totally better. It did take a couple of weeks to like, feel completely healthy and not be coughing and just kind of feeling miserable all the time. But yeah, it was really weird. And then, you know, I'll never know if that's what I had, if I really need to be careful to like, you know, avoid touching things or touching my face or or whatever. Like I just, I have no idea. And um, yeah, it's kind of, it kind of sucks. I wish I knew just, just to have kind of peace of mind or to to know, no, I still need to be really careful uh, about this. Although, I mean, I heard, I've heard that the test isn't the most comfortable thing, so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of trying to avoid it because, well, my partner and I both, like, she's actually in a different city now, and so we're kind of stuck, like, social distancing because the buses and everything are shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she was here, like, last month, uh, you know, if either one of us coughed or sneezed or anything, we were just like, what are you doing? You coughed twice. <laughs> like, what does that mean? And And I mean, I've had issues here just because of the air pollution. Like if it's really bad, like I have those sort of the general symptoms. Um, And, you know, off and on for the last like month and a half, I've been like, oh, I don't feel so great today. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, is this it? Is it is it happening now? And when I went out this morning to like just to the street market here, like I had the mask on and everything, but I needed to sneeze at one point. And (laughs) I'm like. And the thing is, I mean, that's bad enough. Plus, I had my hands full, so I couldn't take the mask off to sneeze. So I would have just sneezed in the mask, which is just a whole bunch of horrible things about to happen. Um, But I'm also, like, the neighborhood that I'm in, like, I'm the only foreigner. Like, I haven't seen another foreigner in about probably at least two to three weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. Thankfully, like, some of the vendors and everything, they, like, they know me and they've seen me around. Um, But I still, like... If I was going to sneeze at that point, I was just like, you cannot, no, you can't be the only foreigner here who's going to sneeze in this crowded sort of area. 
yeah. it passed, thankfully. <laughs> but yeah, yeah like I there mean, is like some social like anxiety about looking contagious, right? <laughs> or looking like oh, you're infected yeah. or something. Because I've had the same thing. Like I'm I have allergies which have just kicked in in the last week, and I'm walking down the street mask on and I feel a sneeze coming and I'm like oh my god no 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 <laughs> like don't don't do it I don't want to I don't want people look at me like oh you're you have the plague or whatever yeah. you know the um yeah it's I'm like that's something that I've kind of been wondering I mean obviously a lot of people are talking about like well what's going to happen after and everything and a part of me I know like I've heard some people talking about how maybe this sort of progression to opening things up might involve determining who's already immune and who's not i mean there's talks now of cases kind of re restarting like from south korea there's been like 100 cases of possibly people getting like testing positive again which is a whole other sort of uh maybe kink in the plan um we'll see what happens with the data and everything because it's all sort of still new but there have been talks about okay maybe they'll end up doing sort of like an immunity passport so those people mm -hmm. who have it and have tested positive, then they can kind of go out and start in the workforce and everything and, you know, they'll be mm -hmm. safe. But a part of me has been wondering, and maybe it's just too many like zombie movies, that like now we have this other sort of division. Like I wrote a piece on Medium about how like we have to be conscious of the fact that there's so many like ways, so much like more sort of encouragement to discriminate now. Like, I mean, here I feel it as a foreigner. Obviously, mm -hmm. around the world, a lot of Chinese people have dealt with just bullshit, like, ever since it started. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I've heard stories now in China of, like, people, like, from Africa and everything getting sort of treated incredibly poorly. Um, so, but it's just, like, this partially, like, what you were saying, but this sort of, like, all of us social distancing. And, I mean, now, like, when I go out, I'm getting anxious about the idea of going outside because someone out there could be sick. And they could yeah. make me sick. Like, it's me versus the whole world now, yeah. which I think just fuels, like, you know, this bullshit about, like, immigration and everything, especially, say, in the States. And now we're all like, yay, our borders are closed. Hooray. So, like, whereas, you know, two months ago, we were like, no, don't close the borders. Like, people should be allowed to come in and out. And so, I don't know, that's something I've been thinking about in terms of, like, what the hell is going to happen down the road? Because, like, there was, there's a zombie movie I think it was called The Cured. Um, and it plays like after the whole thing happens. So the idea mm -hmm. is that there was basically the people who had been infected and the people who weren't. And they were trying to kind of reintegrate everybody. And that's been in the back of my mind now because I'm like, well, are people going to be... Because in some countries, they're putting it all out there. Like, okay, this person with this name who lives here, who went there, you know, in some other countries, it's just like, okay, patient 57. Um, yeah. so I'm just wondering, like, is that going to lead to like people like what's happening in the Czech Republic? Like when they report everything, is it super vague or cause mm -hmm. like some countries here, they're like tracing everybody and giving all the information online so you can tell like where they've been and everything. And yeah, I don't know, well, I, I'm not sure. I read an article about, uh, like an app being produced to let you yeah. know if you had been in contact with somebody. I don't know if it was, or I don't know if like it would be, um, anonymous or 
yeah. if it would have details. But I know like every news report when they're talking about a person who has died or like in the initial reports, they were just describing the person as an American who had traveled to Italy. Like they're, they're not naming any names yeah. uh, really. So it seems to be pretty anonymous right now. But it's yeah. funny, like when you mentioned, you know, like the the ID or whatever passport saying you, you were clear yeah. you've had or whatever. I instantly started thinking, oh my God, there's going to be a black market for that. Like where you go and you buy like oh, yeah. your stamped, I am, you know, I'm immune or whatever. And yeah, all kinds of like strange scenarios could come out of this for sure. There's, oh, I mean, yeah, there's, I've actually, I said to a few people that like, I mean, I, I want people to stay inside and everything. But on the other side, if there are any like filmmakers and everything, I hope some people are getting some amazing footage right now for like a post-apocalyptic mm -hmm. movie because there's so many cities that are empty and you can't budget that. <laughs> like you can't yeah. shut down a street in London and film it. But now, you know, like some of the stuff I've seen coming out of China, like in Wuhan and everything, like drone footage is just seriously creepy. But I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of trying to think of like a silver lining of like when this is sort of a part of history, like what's mm -hmm. going to come out of it. And I mean, there's totally some sci-fi stories there with that idea of like the immunity passport and everything. That's some like yeah. weird stuff that, <laughs> For sure. you know, if I read it in a book, I'd be like, that would never happen. And then, I mean, here we are talking about what are we going to do when we can go outside again? It's, yeah, it's true. It's trippy. Totally well, I know from, from the the aspect of like documenting what things are like during these times you probably saw some of the photos on that article that i wrote my website partner went to like old town and took pictures of um, old town square totally empty charles bridge totally empty like you will never see these things unless you yeah. maybe get up at like five in the morning and go visit them but it's pretty incredible i haven't gone myself but um mm -hmm. it's pretty incredible incredible to see the photos i'm just like these empty places that are normally there are just like throngs of tourists there it's it's really crazy yeah well i mean i like here it hasn't happened as quick here because like our first case was in january and I feel like restrictions sort of started slowly but surely along mm -hmm. that way. Um, but uh, so let me see. The end of January was like the Vietnamese New Year, like Tet. So for at least a week, if not longer, everything shuts down. And like it's a ghost town. And I, I uh, left, I think, in early February to do a house sit in Chiang Mai. And when I came back again on March 3rd, I felt like, it was that holiday again. Like I got to the airport. I left Chiang Mai airport for one thing was empty. Like when I got there, there was no one bothering me. Like, oh, where where are you going? Where are you going? I'll take you and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one. Like I had one guy, I think here in Saigon, like follow me for a couple of minutes, just like constantly being like, hey, like, where are you going? Like, let me take you and everything. Because they're just like, there's no one at the airports right now. Um, and so I got here and I hopped on a a scooter to get to my partner's place here and like there's just like to see the streets of Saigon relatively empty I mean there's still some people but like to be able to go say 60 kilometers an hour on a scooter down a street yeah. in Saigon is yeah that's incredible really <laughs> um and I mean even this morning like when I went out I mean the market was still pretty busy and like it's on the street so basically people are just driving their scooters and like if they see vegetables or something they want they just pull over and go, oh, MOI, MOI, and they just get it, and they drive another mm -hmm. little bit, and they're on, like, the wrong sides of the road, whatever, but 
I guess it was less hectic. Like I didn't feel like I was going to get hit as much. <laughs> so I mean, like if someone, like if someone got dropped down here for the first time, they'd probably be like, "Is anybody at home?" But if you've been yeah. here before, then you're like, "Oh my god, where is everybody?" Yeah. Is yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's it's been super creepy. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what it's like at home because I mean, back in Canada, most parts of it there's still sort of snow and whatever. Like. My home province had a big snowstorm, I think, over the last weekend or so. So people were generally kind of inside anyway. Um, but now they're dealing with Easter break. And mm -hmm. so I don't know what's it's, it's a weird thing, but the virus seems to be hitting places around a holiday. Like yeah. here was the new year and then it hit Canada like seriously around like spring break and same in the States. So like all the university students were off like, you know, what in Daytona Beach and everything and now Easter break is happening and like a bunch of Canadians are going off to the cabin and stuff and everyone's like, no, stay home. Like, don't go running around and everything. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be, I don't know. I'm interested to see what's going to come out of it artistically. I mean, I've definitely seen some people doing some interesting things um, mm -hmm. to adapt to it and lots of live concerts online and all that stuff. But um, I, w I would like to see more footage to get an idea because I mean, apparently this, the sky's clear in a lot of places that haven't been clear before. And, you mm -hmm. know, the Earth seems to be doing a bit better. Um, the air pollution... Yeah, how are, like, uh, climate deniers going to deny that? Like, how are they going to say that we do not have a problem with our, you know, with pollution and the climate being messed up after seeing that? Come on, like, this is some real evidence, right? <laughs> and, I mean, I'm really hoping that I mean, I guess it depends on the government and the country, but like all this time that so many, you know, so many things we push for to change and mm -hmm. governments and everything were like, we can't do that. Like, no. And then when this happened, they were like, all right, you know, we're going to reform this. We're going to change that student loan debt. We're going to hold off on that. And like all these different things. And like, yeah. yeah. And now I'm like, well, let's see, maybe we don't have to return everything to normal. Maybe some yeah, of these right. things can stay the way they are. Um, I think our normal is what caused this to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a few issues that could be addressed. Um, but so in, in terms of like for you, I mean, obviously, I know we kind of connected as like travel blogger sort of thing. I mm -hmm. terribly timed my attempt to get into the ebook world of full-time travel and everything <laughs> like in February before the industry shut down um but i mean so obviously like this has led to a pretty big change for like sort of your general blogging and yeah. maybe not i mean because you you've sort of stayed still for a little bit right i think you've been doing like kind of trips every now and then or like you're not like doing the whole nomad thing right yeah no i haven't done that in a while and i am pretty much based here and just taking trips <clears throat> to different places in europe but so far, like I've had to cancel two trips already. Like when I got sick, I was actually supposed to go to Berlin because I wanted to do like the whole house sitting thing for the first time. So it was my first house sit and it got canceled. Um, but it was actually really lucky that I got sick at that time because uh, the day before I was supposed to come back is when they shut the borders here. So I would have had a really hard time. Like, you know, I can't exactly leave a cat alone and come back yep. a day early, right? And then how am I going to get back into the country or whatever? 
And then I was actually supposed to go to Copenhagen tomorrow for another house sit. So both of these have been canceled. And um, yeah, so it's definitely disrupting my travel plans. But it's also like really, I think anyone who has a travel blog knows that it's kind of destroyed our business right now. You know, there's no, nobody obviously is trying to plan travel. So nobody is searching for travel articles. So our website traffic has just died. Like it's really so sad to see. And I, I hope, I hope that it bounces back one because that's how I make my money and how I make my income. So it's, it's really scary from that standpoint, but also like I put years into both of these websites and I don't want to see them die because it feels like a part of me and I wouldn't know what, you know, what kind of life to, to live if they don't exist. So yeah, it's really had a big impact on me personally um, from my job stance. And I'm sure anybody else like in the travel industry, obviously like anyone in the like tourism industry in Prague has been hit super hard because there's just nothing going on from that aspect. So yeah, I think a lot of people are in bad shape. But as I said before, the government here is kind of doing some good things to take care of people right now. How long that'll last, I don't know. Like it can't go on forever. So yeah. Really hope things can get back to normal. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, this a year from now wasn't totally back to normal, you know? Yeah. I mean plus like especially in terms of the travel thing, like it's not just one country, right? Like, I mean, you go yeah. to, like, for me, even just for me to go home, like, I'm not just leaving Ho Chi Minh City and, like, flying to St. John's. Like, I've got to be able to hop through mm-hmm. a few different places um, and hopefully not risk, you know, getting infected or having some flight canceled. So, yeah. like, I mean, I need most of the world's travel industry to be up and running in order for me to get back over there. Um, yeah. And I mean, right now, like, I think Canada is thinking, I think they're looking at least until June, um, if mm-hmm. not longer. Uh, you know, it all kind of depends and like no one's giving set dates because it's all, I mean, I trust the science, yeah. but like on the other end, we also don't know a lot about this thing. Like they're learning it all as we go. So, yeah. And we'll plus, see. like, we're involved as humans so you can't predict like human behavior and how that's going to to affect everything right yeah it's true um so but i mean in terms of you like how i mean obviously with all these changes i mean some people like Mm -hmm. for me it hasn't changed sort of my day-to-day because i've been generally working at home and i'm kind of introverted so besides getting anxious when i go to get some groceries now otherwise it's generally okay but um the income thing is definitely sort of weird, uh, but I mean, like, how how are you kind of coping? Like, have you got new sort of, I mean, I guess, like, working from home, you kind of already know, like, routine's pretty important, and you kind of have, like, maybe a bit of a routine, mm-hmm. but is there something, like, new that you've had to start doing to kind of be able to yeah. do it? <laughs> For sure. Sorry, while you were asking that question, there was a little bug just crawling up the wall the whole time, so beware, there's something up there. Uh-oh. <laughs> But um, I don't know, look like a cricket or something. But um, anyway, yeah. Oh, it's little. No. Oh, it's, it was tiny. It was tiny. Okay, yeah. Because, I mean, they can get pretty big around these parts, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> so scary. Um, yeah. yeah, no, things have, things have definitely changed. Uh, at the beginning, I got into kind of a bad 
bad routine of just like waking up, being sucked into the news, like reading, like kind of consuming everything that I could about it yeah. and just like being in a really bad mindset of, you know, not being productive, not doing anything else, just 100% being kind of devoted to finding out what was going on, which I guess is normal in the beginning. Yeah. But after a while, I realized this is really depressing and I cannot continue to do this. I cannot continue to just like be consumed by it all. So I decided, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not looking at the news anymore today. I don't want anything to do with this. I am totally shutting off. I'm going to think about, you know, things that I want to do to be pr productive during this time. So I made kind of a list of what, what have I been wanting to learn about or wanting to work on that I haven't had the time to mm -hmm. in the past. So I came up with three things. I decided I wanted to work on photography because I actually have a really nice camera and I'm kind of just starting to learn how to use it. And yep. I wanted to, you know, get a lot better at it. I also wanted to get better at taking photos of myself for like when I'm traveling alone because it's such a weird thing. Like, it's not natural, I think, for most people to want to photograph themselves. And it oh, seems very... Oh, I don't have any. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. For, like, my purposes, my website and Instagram, it's kind of relevant. So I need to learn how to yeah. do it. So I started taking a lot of um, Skillshare. Is that what it's called? Skillshare? Share skill? Yeah, Skillshare uh, classes and courses on photography and also videography because I wanted to start doing videos as well to complement the website. And then I just started like baking bread and learning how to like make a sourdough starter, which takes seven days, mind you, seven <laughs> days to make a starter. So, you have time. Yeah, now I have time. I have no excuse I have time. Yeah. The only challenging thing is here in the Czech Republic, they have all these different kinds of flowers that are nothing like, you know, it's not all purpose flour. It's not bread flour. <laughs> it's not whatever like we have in the States or Canada. Yeah. So there was this whole like learning process of, okay, what is this one for? Which one works best for this or whatever? So I think I figured that out, which is great. And um, yeah, so I got my starter. I made it past the seven days. It's alive. It smells gross. But uh, it made some really nice bread. So I'm, I'm very proud. Like, I've made two massive sourdough um, uh, breads, whatever they're called. Yeah. And then also some, like, really nice uh, fermented baguette, which sounds terrible, but it's so nice. Like, really good bread. Cool. I'm super surprised because bread is, is not easy to make. So, yeah, this extra time is going kind of well for me in the kitchen. <laughs> I think... Uh... I mean, talking about like the the sort of travel blog thing kind of shifting. I think bread blogs are like the the quarantine thing. You're the second person yeah. today. Like in the three interviews, two out of three have taken to baking. Although no, the other person said they hadn't gone to bread yet. Um, but I know it's definitely been a shift. People posting yes. bread shots and stuff. And apparently, flour is hard to come by back home. So you oh, really? you kind of got it. You've got it lucky because you have choices. Sort of. <laughs> a lot of different flowers to choose from. The thing that's hard to find here is yeast. People, like really? all the regular grocery stores are out of yeast. So that's the challenging part. But with sourdough, you don't need it. So yeah. 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 But I, I'm part of a couple of like sourdough Facebook groups. 
And yeah, I know. And the moderators are like, oh my God, I'm suddenly getting so many messages from people, like new members, people learning how to make sourdough. Like it's trending now. I think, yeah, yeah it could be like a sourdough Instagram superstar if I wanted to. <laughs> I don't understand what happened. Like, I mean, I guess like I don't quite, I kind of get the toilet paper thing, but the like yeah. shift to bread all of a sudden. Cause I mean, it's like, <laughs> It's not like it's the best thing to preserve. I mean, I guess you could freeze it, but yeah. you think it'd be all about like pickling things and like preserves and stuff like that sort of, we could be in this for a long time mindset, but mm -hmm. somehow like, yeah, people turn to, turn to bread. Um, well, I mean, I think bread is just like a really therapeutic thing to make, like with the kneading and the like yeah, attention yeah. holding and everything. Like it really, it's kind of meditative. It takes you out of, your space like you can't really think about anything else yeah so i can and i get it's it. also it's damn tasty when it works yes it is <laughs> it's disappointing when it doesn't and you spent nine oh, days yeah. on it but when it does work it's it's really like you feel accomplished so oh yeah my um a former partner and myself we had like a bread maker and we mm -hmm. lived in like a little basement sort of bachelor apartment so like basically like um we both worked at a record store so basically in the morning like we'd set it all up put everything in and set it to like start mixing in the afternoon or whatever so when we came home the place would smell amazing because it was just like low ceiling so like just the whole place yeah. was filled with the bread smell and he'd like peek over the bread maker into the little window to see and like sometimes it'd be a terrible disappointment you'd just be like <laughs> what happened and other times it'd be like pushing to the top of it you'd be like yes yeah. i remember one time I did everything, I put it all in together, and maybe we left it overnight or something to do it, and went to bed, and then the next morning we got up and looked in, and it didn't do anything. I had forgotten to put the paddle in, so <laughs> it effectively, like all the ingredients just sat there, and then got baked, and like oh. didn't get mixed at all. <laughs> I bet that was fun to get out. Oh yeah, I think, I think there was definitely some like tipping, and just like, <laughs> maybe a knife. Um, but yeah, I think, well, we got that one at like a yard sale because someone just never used it. I mean, I guess they needed a quarantine and they would have like probably went to yeah. town. Um, I mean, I remember we bought my grandmother one because she used to do the kneading, right? And like she got mm -hmm. to the point where like she could just know like, you know, years and years of doing it. And I think my mom or sister bought her a bread maker and she used it for a little bit. And then she was just like, it's not the same. I think because she kind of yeah. missed, like you were saying, like she missed being able to like knead it and actually feel it, mm -hmm. know like when it was ready. So, yeah, I think you should you should do the bread blog thing. I think you should yeah transition over to it. Just you know, make that sourdough <laughs> a star. See what happens. Devote my life to sourdough. I'll yeah. Think about on, it. <laughs> on a side note, um, if you haven't read the Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan, um. He kind of pushes vegetarianism to the side in a chapter, but it's a really interesting kind of deep dive into like food and the origins and everything. And he has this mm -hmm. whole thing about yeast. And I, I'm going to, I hate myself for saying this, but I only read the headline of an article recently. I didn't read the article where a microbiologist or something was saying how he doesn't understand why people are saying there's no, like you can't get yeast because it's actually fairly readily available like mm -hmm. in Michael Pollan's book he basically just puts out like a bucket like outside or something and it kind of catches stuff and then he actually I don't know I don't think he made a sourdough from it but he used that to make mm -hmm. a bread um 
around here I wouldn't do it because there's other crap floating in the air. Uh, <laughs> but you know, if times get tough and you can't get yeast to the grocery store, you might want to look up like how to catch yeast. And well, yeah, I mean, this is running around. <laughs> and then I can sell it on the black market here, right? <laughs> <laughs> it could become the next gold. You don't know. You'd be rich. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you're way too get, lazy for that. <laughs> you're going to get PR companies writing you about like bread knives and just all this ridiculous yeah. stuff now. If oh, you go I would love that. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Free sourdough starters and apron kits. Yes, um, bring it to me. Anyone who wants to contact me, feel free. I'm happy. I'm open for sponsorships. <laughs> you haven't been doing travel blogging. Really? You're still okay with random PR contacts? I yeah, barely started this and they pissed me off already. <laughs> I mean, I just delete them mostly. Yeah. If it's, you know, like they send one sentence, I want to work with you, what price? Like, please. <laughs> Not going to respond to that. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Sometimes um, it works out, sometimes it's good. Yeah. I mean, I've found like it's mainly through the magazine for me. I've had a couple interesting things that like I'll offer to do a review or whatever. And, some writer of mine will get like a free thing. One of my friends got a tofu press years ago that now I'm jealous of. I wish I had nice. got it. Yeah, because she like, I was like, I don't what tofu press. I don't need that. I don't usually eat a lot of tofu. And she used it and she said it's amazing. And now I'm just like, oh, man, I'm like squeezing it with my hands like an amateur. And I'm like, damn, I should have taken that tofu press. But for Wait, the two, most part. Two, two things. You don't eat a lot of tofu. What? No, I mean, I do now because I can get it like literally at the end of the street, like mm -hmm. fresh. Um, but in general, yeah, like back in Canada and stuff, usually no, it was more like beans and rice. And I don't know, I lived in Costa Rica for like a few months and that was it. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was set. Yeah. I'm not like, yeah, I don't know. Tofu press is the way to go for sure. Otherwise, yeah. it's just, it's not easy. Okay. Well, then I guess I'm putting it out there if a PR company wants to send me another <laughs> tofu press. I don't know how reliable the Vietnamese post is right now at this moment, but whatever. I'll just put it out there if it wants to be manifested or whatever <laughs> we call it these days. Um, so otherwise, in terms of putting thoughts out there of better things to come, when this is all over and you get, you know, maybe the Czech Republic rolls everything out by June, um, what's your first day going to involve? Where, where are you going? What are you eating? Who are you hanging out with? Well, this sounds very strange. I'm not like anything to do with my work or whatever, but the first thing I'm doing is going to the gym because I am so like, I'm so tired of not like working out and not really taking walks or like moving at all. I mean, I have, you know, weekly yoga session. Thankfully my yoga instructor started doing video courses or like interactive video classes. So that's great. But yes, I'm definitely going to the gym because I was going like five or four or five times a week and going from there to absolutely nothing is just really yeah. horrible. So that's the first thing I'm doing. Yeah. Secondly, I'm going to try and uh, go back to the house sitting thing and, and or, you know, organize some, some trips with that um, just to do some more traveling. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's so a ways off, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, my last question was like, what about a month from from the time, which maybe ideally by then planes will be yeah. flying and trains will be running and the world yeah. could be your oyster again. So where yeah. it depends on the sit. 
Yeah, it would be it would be really nice. The the last sit that I had to cancel that I was supposed to go on tomorrow for Copenhagen, I would like for that to happen. The woman actually uh, wants to, you know, replan it whenever everything is over because she wants to go visit her family. So hopefully that'll work out. I kind of had this idea of going from Copenhagen um, back to the Czech Republic by train through Germany and going to a couple of cities along the way. So I would love to make that trip happen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I'm hoping to talk to uh, a couple from alternative travelers, like I think Friday, maybe, I can't remember. We scheduled one of these things um, and they actually, they were kind of in the middle of a house sit in the States when this all hit. So like, thankfully I wasn't, I was already like, I had planned the three months here to be able to spend with my partner because mm -hmm. most of the time, like she's been gone somewhere or I've been gone. And so I was like, all right, three months, Saigon, no house sits. I mean, if something cool comes up maybe, but otherwise, so like I, you know, because if I was still in my house sitting mode, like that's what I depended on for like three years. Like I didn't have another place. Um, they ended up like with, I think the homeowners came home early, but thankfully I'm going to get more info from them when I talk to them. But I think thankfully the homeowners actually had like an Airbnb, like a basement suite oh, yeah. that they were renting. So they were able to just be like, well, no one's renting it right now. So you can hang out here. But I think after they were supposed to have like a three month sit that got canceled, so yeah like they they suddenly were like whoa and i mean right now uh trusted house sitters they were sending out like daily notices and now they're down to like once a week and i yeah. got the email i was today. wondering who are these people so asking for houses like, yeah well because <laughs> like a few weeks ago or whatever there were so many like there were a bunch of listings and like things were locking down all over southeast asia and like right now i'm only getting listings for like thailand and vietnam I think Malaysia and Cambodia and like the general area. Um, mm -hmm. And there were still like a bunch of listings for Thailand and everything. And I was like, are these people just not canceling their sits? Cause like people can't even fly in to do the sit. And yeah. like, they're probably not going to go wherever they're planning on going. But today I got the email and there was one sit listed for Thailand. I think it's like the middle of June until mm -hmm. July. So they're being kind of optimistic. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, because I was like, I was hoping to come here and maybe even get some paid sits because uh, a friend of mine runs like a dog hotel sort of thing. And he's had mm -hmm. people being like, hey, do you know any sitters? And so he was going to kind of work with me to do that. And so I came here and I wrote him I'm like, hey, if you've got any, let me know. And he's never written me back because everything just went no. to hell. Yeah. And that was my plan when I went home, like because my sister's been doing it at home and getting paid. And so mm -hmm. I was like, cool, I'll go back in the summer. I'll be able to make a little bit of money while I'm home so I can afford to buy all the things there that I want to eat. Um, and then that was part of why I was like, there's no point in me going back now, like, because no one's traveling, so I'm not going to be able to make money. Um, yeah. I was hoping to, like, do an event or two, like, around the book launch and stuff. And <laughs> I'm, like, planning an event now and hoping that more than two people will show up just seems like a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I think it's nice to, if you can do like a virtual event, you know, because people, like we have more time on our hands, we need to like interact, even if it's just, you know, yeah. like we're doing now. It, yeah. it might be nice to do something like that. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was part of why I wanted to do this. And I mean, I don't know, maybe 
if I can figure it out, I might live stream some of these. Um, I want to do like I want to do some live stream on my own, but the problem is where I am. Most of my audience is based in the West, so it's like I don't want to get up at two in the morning to yeah. live stream. Yeah. And when I, when it's like twelve o'clock here in the afternoon, everyone at home is asleep, so I'm like yeah. live streaming to like a couple of people, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, at least we have the options, right? Like with the technology and everything. So, mm -hmm. I mean, because otherwise you know, not being able to like check in with my family would be pretty terrible at this point. I don't know if I'd have traveled as much as I have or if I'd be on the other side of the world right now, but it sure makes it easier. So um, on that note, uh, I'm going to say thank you so much for for joining me to do this and taking part in it. Um, and if you've got anything else to add, you can feel free, but I'm uh, I'm quite happy. My list of questions is covered. Um, and uh, it's getting kind of late here, so I'm looking forward to doing the introvert thing and just relaxing and chilling out. I've heard that, you know, there's some stuff on Netflix. I don't know if you've heard about Netflix. Some people are watching it lately. Yeah, I think it's kind of popular now during this time. Yeah, I know I was hitting the Netflix hard also. I haven't as much, but um, there's a good series. I don't know if it's available where you are, but it's called Unorthodox. And it's like a four part series about a girl who was a, a member of this like extreme Orthodox Jewish community in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And she escaped and she went to uh, Berlin and it's kind of the story about what happened. I think the part about her life once she escaped and went to Berlin is fictional. Like they made a different timeline for her, but ne nevertheless, okay. it's really interesting show and it's well made and nice. So. Okay, cool. Unorthodox? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Is there any, do you know if there's anything coming out from the Czech Republic? I know Netflix has kind of broadened their mm -hmm. content, but I don't know if I've seen any like Czech content as of yet. I don't know. I'm no. not sure. I think there, from what I, from what I've heard, uh, Czech television is not very, uh, very good. <laughs> it's like oh, the quality okay. is not very good. Um, but I haven't seen any movies. I mean, there may be, but I, I haven't really noticed any new movies, check okay. movies on Netflix. Yeah. I've just, I've been kind of excited. Like I'll see the trailers on YouTube for like different countries. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm like, that's, I'm kind of happy about that. I mean, I end up forgetting about it and not watching a lot of it because <laughs> there's so much, but I'm like, well, that's cool. I can watch like a cop drama from Mexico or something, which is <laughs> you know, yeah. interesting, interesting world we're living in, but. Yeah, um, sure. so I guess you're you're still you're in the middle of your day now, right? So you've still got Yeah, it's like three thirty now. Okay, cool. Well then I hope the rest of your day is productive. Mine's mine's over and done with now. I'm calling it a night. Um but yeah, thank thank you. And uh I will include the link to the blog so that people can read more about your experience because I think you uh kind of covered most of what we talked about and definitely go into a bit more detail, so that'll be good. And I believe you also wrote a blog about like where you want to travel next, like you and yeah. is it your partner or is it someone else? Yeah, that you my business partner, well, my website partner, we yeah. started traveling together in 2014 and started that website then at the time. So yeah, we, we also published that article and today he published an article about virtual travel, which uh -huh. Okay. sounds awful like we would I would never want to do something like that but it's it's actually a really interesting article about like 
museums that have uh, published yeah. like virtual tours and like even just, you know, travel shows that you can watch to kind of feel like you're traveling a little bit or be inspired for when you can travel. Yeah. So yeah, there are those two articles also on the site. Cool. Okay. Well, hopefully people will check that out. And um, I think that's about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to wave goodbye yeah. and say thank you. <laughs> Thanks and for having maybe me. When the world's in a better place, maybe we'll cross paths somewhere. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> okay. All right, take See care. You. Bye. Same you.